Hi, and this is Paul Osgood. This off the couch for those of you sitting on the fence about getting off the couch. And we're going to have a very special guest with us today. Just so you know, you're listening to 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. Just a reminder, the views and opinions voiced on this show are not those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. If you can't find us right now on the radio or you can't get to a radio, you can find us on www. KUCI.org. Of course, I just said that over the air. Or you can listen to iTunes under College Radio. So, and this is, by the way, going to be podcast, so my guest friends can hear them, because I know they're working right now. So, anyway, here's the deal. I promised everybody that I was done, done, done talking about running. I mean, I drove a stake through that heart, and then I cremated it, and then I buried the ashes. And then I dug them up, and I spread them over the ocean, and then I walked away from it. And then I wiped my memory of it, which doesn't make sense. Just go with it. But here's the deal. So, for some reason, I decided to invite – Who? what's your name again? Marina White. Marina White. Now you're my Facebook friend, right? Yes, on, on one of your profiles, apparently. On one, on one of my. <laughs> sh- 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 <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I, I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm looking at you know my Facebook stuff because I don't have a life, and I realized you did something not too long ago. What would that be? I set the Guinness World Record for youngest female to run a hundred marathons. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! The youngest female to run a hundred marathons. Correct. Uh, you're you're like the second person I know of that that is in the Guinness Book of World Records. Really? I actually Very uh, cool. yeah. I used to be at Borders and there was this lady there and w- I'm looking through this book and it says she was the most tattooed lady hmm. in the world and it was like wow. But you ran a hundred marathons. Which which one do you think would be easier to accomplish? <laughs> Tattoos versus marathons. Yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, yikes. Y- you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I don't have a tattoo. Are you, r- respect Not going to reveal, <laughs> reveal anything, yes, but. R- respect her. Okay, so how did we, I need to know, okay, how old are you that the, that you're the youngest? You well. Can look, everyone can just look this up, but let's just tell them. <laughs> I set the record at 26, but now I am 27. You're so 27? I'm getting old. Okay. So what was the prior record? The prior record was 34. A lady. You had a lot of time. Well, you know. Why did Why did you push it so seize long? The, seize the day. Or, or you, yeah, Carpe Canum. No, that's <laughs> the dog. Sorry. So, so, oh, oh, you were worried about someone else coming up and breaking your record. Well, I, I wanted to get it done. I mean, I was, I was well on my way, so I figured, you know, why not? I have a hard time sitting back and not running anyway. So. Oh, okay, so this is off your bucket list, and now we can like. Exactly. Is, I mean, setting a Guinness World Record. Check. Okay, check, <laughs> check, you know, like, okay, good, yes. cool. Uh, so, let's see, we're uh, pay off student loans. Yeah, check. <laughs> <laughs> That's way on the bottom. Yeah, it's way on the bottom. Forget First, I have to pay for marathons. Okay, you'll be 34 by the youngest person. The um, So, here's the deal. Okay, what I want to know is, uh, what inspired you? When did you wake up and say, I need to run 100 marathons before I'm 26? You know, I actually, th- that was sort of in the back of my mind to some extent because, I mean, 26 is like, you know, the distance of a marathon. So I'm like, I should, you know, I should try and, you know, get to a, another lucky number before I'm, you know, t- to make the two lucky numbers match up, 100 by 26. Wow. I also wanted to finish the 50 states by the time I was 26 and the seven continents. And I have actually 
accomplish just the one goal, which is the 100 marathons. I'll finish the 50 states and the continent and the continents when I was 27. But anyway, that's another story. So w- 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 <laughs> we have an hour. I know. Okay, I'm just getting <laughs> too ahead of myself. <laughs> I know, right? But so anyway, I never, I wouldn't say I ever really woke up and decided I was going to set the record or anything right. like that. Basically, it kind of fell in my lap because these seven-day series started popping up with the with some these group these people called marathon maniacs and they like to run multiple marathons in like a short amount of time okay and so these seven day series started popping up where you do seven marathons in seven days and so the first one was in the summer of 2012 and i actually decided not to, I, with my local running group and i i wasn't really going to do it but then some people talked me into it and so um so i decided to run seven marathons in seven days in the summer of 2012 right and so by that point i was up to 90 marathons and i'm like wow i can get to 100 pretty quickly wow so, so, so you were just like, bam, I'm at 90. Yeah, exactly. You didn't just, even know you, like, it just caught up on you. Yeah, I, w- I didn't plan on actually reaching 100 until um, probably about six months later. So, wow. So, I just kind of sped up the process because it just sort of fell in my lap. Now, did you did you know there was a record out there to be? Um, I actually had, I think it had been brought, I'd seen it somewhere on Facebook or something. So I had heard about it maybe a few months prior, or maybe a year prior, not too long ago. But then I, I mean, I was kind of surprised that there would be a record because... To me, it's a it's a little arbitrary, but I was like, okay, well, there's a record. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat it. Yeah, what, what what's arbitrary? A hundred? Yeah, well, or, uh, I mean, just that, that they have like a record for the yeah, exactly, like a youngest female, youngest person to reach a hundred marathons. I don't know. It's kind of funny to me that they would have that record. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You're flipping through the book and you go, oh, longest mustache. Oh, but. Yeah, well, yeah. That is that. Why? Why is that guy in the same book as I am? That's not. <laughs> he doesn't belong. Yeah. Well, well I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hundred marathons. Like, why not fifty? I mean, it's just kind of a silly number. But, but whatever. Someone had applied, and I was there to. I was going to break it. Yeah, thirty-four is kind of old, right? It, uh, no, no, no. You'll be a surprise. <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't make fun of us, thirty-four-year-olds. Youngins. Yeah, thank you, youngins. So, um, so there you go. The ums. I told you I was going to do that. I'm going to have to edit that out. I'm going to look at it and see what it looks um, like. Um, so, <laughs> so you're running all these marathons, and then you found out about the, the – I'm at 90. Then how did you contact? Well, actually, I'd heard about the record probably the beginning of 2012, I'd say. Okay. So you basically – how it works is you uh, you open a claim with Guinness. So you go on their website. You know, everything's online these days. And you just open a claim with them and say, I want to break this record. And they give you the specifics of what you have to do and what you have to submit to them. And then you just do it. Okay. So wh- what makes them go like, okay, we'll check you out and then send people to – well, you I do mean, a background check and <laughs> pretty much it. I sent my birth certificate. I had to send in all these different things. I had to send in videotape. It was crazy. Yeah, they they really they do check you and you have, to have all these witness statements. But um, but yeah, you uh, you just say you want to do it, and then they say yes or no. And how how much did they put in resources to check out your story? You know, I think a lot because <laughs> I mean I had I went through at least three different people by the by the time my my claim got approved because I had the first person was just not you know he and I were not getting along and then I went to his manager and she she was a little more understanding but then she um but then I got frustrated and I didn't have time to deal with the whole situation so I put it aside for six months and right. then so I think that and then the third person reviewed it, and that's when I got approved but I think that it was um I think that they took a lot more t- I think they were just wanted to get rid of me they were just like let's, okay, we're Let, just, let's just shut her up <laughs> that's how the guy with the longest mustache got in there I think so. like let's just get him off of our I think our, there's yeah. all these weird people and they just think it all these probably random because it's actually free to submit your claim it's free okay. to open a claim with them oh they use the money they they 
I don't know how. I mean, basically, the only they thing. They put up the money to check the claim. I guess, okay. because it's free to open a claim with them. I mean, you don't have to pay anything. The, only, the most significant cost that you have to pay is to get your evidence over there. And it's, you know, it's Great Britain. So it cost me like 100 bucks to send my stuff over to Great Britain. But, right. I mean, I had, a, I had a packet, you know, two inches thick of stuff. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's free. So I don't really know how they fund. I mean, you can fast track it and you can do all sorts of things. You can pay up to like $10,000 if you want to use their logo. So there are levels you can pay, right. but you don't have to pay necessarily. So I don't know why, um, I don't know how they fund it, but yeah, they must get some really weird people. That's all I can say. Did anybody actually come out and like see you run? Or? No, because that's like 5,000 bucks to like, to get someone actually there to certify you from the right. Guinness World Record people. But what I, but what you can do as an alternative is to have like a media source. And so the, one right. of the announcer, the, the guy who announces for a lot of marathons announced me at the end. I told him I wanted to set the record and he announced it. And then I got him to sign my documents. I got the race director for Long Beach Marathon. It was Long Beach Marathon where I set the record, and they signed all the documents. And oh, cool! So, so you and Tonson Tong ran your hundred at the same time. Tonson ran at Surf City a few Surf City. weeks later. That's a few what months I was later, thinking. I mean, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. And that I was, was actually where Surf I was City. gonna set my record because um, that was where I, my first marathon was back in 07 was Surf City. So I wanted to do my hundredth as well. Okay. But then that would just take too long because I was at 90 by July 4th of 2012, so I couldn't wait till February to run 10 more marathons. Now these are a hundred documented runs I and mean, did you have to do any over because they didn't have any proof yes, of it actually yes because okay. um i had when i got to long beach i was at 102 actually 102 11. yeah okay. and um i kind of wanted some some uh, cushion so to speak and also okay. um there was um one race that i didn't have official results for so i knew that one wouldn't count so i was right. at 102 and then um, I had some trouble getting witness statements for a few of the uh, a few of the races. The race directors just weren't. Re- I mean, after three years, you know, I right. started in 2007. Some of the race directors weren't responsive. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> were they alive? Were I, they okay? Yeah. I, okay. In fact, the, the one that I, the one that the one that ended up being the most trouble was a guy from New York. He wouldn't. He I got a hold of him, and he just never wrote back to me. Yeah. I remember this was the time that the. Um, that the uh, the the floods were going on, or the the Sandy Hurricane Sandy. Okay, so because okay. I set the record. Oh, we had other things going on. Some, something like I that. Hate apparently, when that I know, right? Like life. And stuff. <laughs> but um, I mean, I guess I don't know. I, I talked to him actually, and he he said he would do it. He never did. So whatever. But um, yeah, that was that. You know, um, that was Yon- Yonkers Marathon. It's actually a pretty famous marathon. It's most people know it because it's like the second oldest marathon in the world. And I had done it, and it was a great marathon. But so you had to do one or two. <laughs> now, are you are you going to be there to dot the i's and cross the t's? And, and make sure, you know, yellow and blue make green or whatever for the next marathon, the next person breaking your record. Like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> They better scrutinize yeah, you better as scrutinize. much. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I can Im- – well, I'm hoping that that – hoping that this rigorous process allows me to stay the record holder for a long time. Okay. Yeah, he's like, you're going to go, whoa, 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 let's check that out. I'll like, be – I'm going to fly over to Britain, but – You know, that's, that's one thing that's given. You said Great Britain. Right, you didn't say England. You didn't say United. I did say Great Britain. Y- you know your, you know your. <laughs> no, what I was wondering is like we we're talking about traveling because I was in the naval reserves and I was an Air Force brat and I've been around the world and stuff. You actually learn your geography. <laughs> you like, do, and you know places, <laughs> right? Like, uh, like you can like, how many places have you been? You said seven continents. Seven continents and a few other states. extra. Uh, f- yeah, and I've been to all fifty states actually. Okay. Airports or airport. Airports count, but <laughs> uh, they do count. And um, yeah, a few a few countries. I run marathons in Canada and all those others. It'll, it'll tell me some of your the highlights of uh, the places you've been on each of these seven continents. Let's see here. Well, in setting the record, um, I had run in Zurich. So okay. that was that was actually my second marathon was in Zurich, Switzerland. 
Uh, my first was, uh, as I said, in uh, Pacific Shoreline or Surf City, and then I ran one two months later in Zurich. Right. And that was um, that was of course Europe, and that was pretty cool. That was um, but that was 2007. I ran one in Australia as well, the Gold Coast of Australia. That is an awesome place. Yeah, that it's is very an awesome pretty. Place. It's a surfer's paradise, as they call it, and. Um, and uh, you know, I that was that was pretty cool. I was there during uh, 2007, July of 2007. So it's been uh, about six years now. Yeah, that's winter down there. It, it well, it is. Yeah, exactly. But it's still it was still great great weather. So yeah. that was those were two races that were in the record. And then let's see here. Um, I've also run in um, Kilimanjaro, Tanzania, Africa. Oh, that is awesome. So yeah, yeah, that is pretty cool. It was, uh, and I I, cli- I hiked the mountain, hiked up to uh, the summit, 19,000 some odd feet. So. Just so you know, that's the loneliest mountain in the world. It, the, like the next peak is like forever away. Oh, right? yeah, you can see it. You can see it. That's but in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> <laughs> it is in the Guinness. In fact, if you go to the, if you go up, if you Google the uh, the record, that was one because they have like a little blurb at the bottom, and they say, right. you know. What was pretty awesome that was that that one in the seven day series or the two they mention is the or the two sets of races they mention is being pretty awesome in, in the record. So okay, so we'll get back to that. What what are the other? Um, I have also run in I ran in um, Antarctica in Punta Arenas, Chile, King George Island in Antarctica. Wait a minute, in Punta wait a minute. Arenas. In Antarctica. Yep. Tell me about that. So um, it's that might be the loneliest place ever. <laughs> I think it has like a, a actual population count of like seventy people or something. Yeah, I don't and know. those are the researchers. Yes, and, it's and pretty much yeah. all scientists. Yeah. Um, I flew over with a lady who was actually, she was uh, writing a novel about her seven continent experience, right. and so sh- this was going to be her marathon for the uh, for the seven continent experience. So we flew on a small jet. There was a like a, a prop plane, in other words, like the you know. And I actually got to. Right. I have some pictures of me actually sitting behind the. Uh, the uh, the seat of the the airplane because the pilots you know let you fly it because there's only like seven of us and they had command at all time but they let us uh, yeah we got to do that once when I was three flying home from Guam oh yeah, really yeah we got to fly the plane yeah very cool it, well as far as I'm I think I did <laughs> <laughs> you still believe you <laughs> so exactly. you got to fly the plane they I said, did hey you want to fly the plane because you know I got to land <laughs> in Antarctica don't land on any penguins yeah. no uh, I <laughs> unfortunately I didn't get to land uh, for fortunately actually I've heard that's the the hardest part and the so scariest part. So you're all the way out there, and it's just like, a, did you get off the plane and go, hey, this is cold. Like like you thought it was going to be cold, but it's like cold, cold. Um, you know what? Actually, okay, so we landed in March. Okay. We flew over, and it was 2010, so we landed in March of 2010. Summer. It's summer there. It's freezing. So in other words, you, that's the only time you can really land there or right. really live there as a normal person, I guess, is... um. In their summer, which is in March, of uh, which is like uh, the opposite of us. So, right. I think the opposite. If it's yeah. Summer there here. It's winter there. And that on makes and sense, on and right? On, back and forth. But it was um, it was actually uh, very um, very cold, but not not any colder than say um, a very cold day in uh, in uh, you know in uh, maybe Indiana or North really? Dakota. Really? Yeah. So you it didn't have freezing. to run in your foul weather gear with the Eskimo look, and <laughs> I mean, I did have to wear layers. That's layers. for sure. But it wasn't as. I mean, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't below anything. I think it was about in the in the twenties or a the thirties. Were you like? So you weren't deep in the heart of Antarctica. Oh you were no, like I wasn't like in f- running by Lake Vostok or anything. <laughs> that would be the ultimate marathon, the Lake Vostok 
marathon. Is that is that like a big lake in Antarctica? Or yeah, it's lake? at the like seven miles down or something. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No. We, there are there are actually believe it or not there are races that are significantly more expensive also and significantly more risky that you can go down there and you can I think it's called like the ice marathon or something and it's like it's like fifteen thousand dollars to do it and they will fly you in but you have to have like three weeks because you never know what the conditions are going right. to be so you can do that but i don't know if i'm that extreme i was happy just to just to be on king george island which king is hard george island it's called king right. george island king yeah george island. yeah i was like oh awesome huh so, okay so, so you're <laughs> running did you see anything bes- like penguins? you saw rocks and penguins what kind of penguins um i guess well, I don't know. What, empire, yeah. Emperor? I don't know. You don't sound like you cared. <laughs> you don't sound like you cared. <laughs> it's like, wow, I'm an, I paid a lot of money <laughs> in like, how, what was your flight? Like 20 hours or something like no, that? No, no, no. No, basically, okay, so you, well, first you have to fly into Punta Arenas, Chile. You fly right. to, Punta Arenas is the, I think it's the southernmost tip of North, of South America. Right. So you, that's, and that's the, that's the one place that flights from Antarctica leave. Too. So that took a long time to get there. I had to fly to Santiago, then I had to fly to Punta Arenas, which is a mm, few th- hundred miles uh, south um, from okay. Santiago. But the flight there, I think, took maybe two hours at the most. Okay, okay. You know, it was, but, I mean, yeah, it had been a long time before that. And then you landed there and you said, oh, penguin, whatever. And, the, and then you moved on. <laughs> we actually got to go on a little, um, when we first got there, we got to go on a little, like a little boat thing. I forget what they call them. But we got to go on a little like tugboat type thing. And then they showed us the glaciers, which was really beautiful. Uh, yeah, and, they are. And I, big and blue. And they were that. very blue. Very, very blue. beautiful. And they, um, I brought my, actually, <laughs> I brought a little anteater, you know, a little stuffed anteater. Oh, because you are a. Uh, Grad student here at UCI. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So you are a, uh, an alum. I am uh, a uh, I'm an anteater indeed. You're an anteater. <laughs> okay, coolness. So I brought a little anteater and, and I my so I titled the album of my pictures an anteater in Antarctica. Okay. And I took a picture of me and the little anteater by the uh, the pole because there's a pole where people where it has like you know wow. this far to this part place and this far to this place and so I have a picture of me and the little so that was like my that was like the highlight of my trip was taking a picture oh and I also made a snowman. A snowman. A mini snowman and um and then I saw penguins yeah and I got yeah. to dress up in a big big like hazmat outfit to see the penguins why so you i i don't know safety oh that was when we got in the boat but safety feature i don't know so if you fall in you don't like die probably you'd freeze to death okay maybe yeah what's really cool is that there's like this chart i mentioned it 50 times in the show already the um where (laughs) if someone falls overboard it, it shows that your probability of living depending on the temperature and the minute like you know it's okay you'll survive forever it's like 100% 100% shark attack imminent or something like that. <laughs> so it's like, you'll freeze to death or get eaten by a shark. The, 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 Is that... The oh, ocean hates you. Pretty much like it, Titanic style. Yeah. So the... <laughs> you went to South... So, so you went to South America. Right. And you also went to South Africa. Have you ever been there? I've never been to South Africa. Why? I don't... I should go, right? Hey, that's that's my next... That's where, all, that's where everybody's getting attacked by something. So you need, to <laughs> I need. I need to get my share of attacks. Okay, on, on that question is, uh, so you you go to these places, and which one of the ones like really punched you in the head? Like, wow, this is like awesome, and, and which one of them were like, um, wow, that's a rock and a penguin. I've looked at those <laughs> for twenty hours. My 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 penguin, you know, safari has been satiated. That that <laughs> place in my mind that needed to see that. No more a, penguins. Yeah. So wh- what was the places that? grabbed you and and well, just 
Well, I mean, recently, I my my uh, most recent foreign adventure was uh was in uh, the Great Wall of China. So I went to China and I did okay. the marathon in the Great Wall, and I mean, I would say that grab, but you know, I, but we ran twenty miles of the marathon on the wall, which was exhausting. Wait a minute. And like when they say like it goes like thousand miles or the, something like the that. The wall right? is three thousand miles, and some of the miles are inhabitable. You okay. Know, you can't walk them or whatever. So. Uh, so, so we, you we, actually ran a marathon on the wall. It's just, yes, exactly. We had we had loops on the wall. And so that was actually, you know, if you just look at it in, in sort of like, you know, in a, from broad, from a broad view, the, the wall is beautiful and it's amazing to just kind of see it going for miles and miles and think of the human, you know, energy that went into building it and the history behind it. But, you know, after so many, <laughs> after so many, after so many miles on it, it's a hard wall to climb. I don't know if you've. No. Well, <laughs> that was one place I have not been. But yeah, it was, um. It was definitely an epic way to end the seven continents because that was my seventh continent, and really? it was. Okay. And there were times when I mean, I was like, uh, so many people quit. It had a ninety percent dropout rate. This this wow. race. I mean, it was it was a. It's there's a couple marathons wow. put on the Great Wall, and this is the one that is hosted by an actual race director who is um, based out of China. Like he's he's from China and he's based there, and so he puts it on, and he doesn't really cater to um, you know people who are used to like comforts. Wow. <laughs> like yeah. you know, let's just say Americans or Westerners or something. I mean, basically there the A station. I mean, it was just, it was like an ultra marathon, but like the extreme ultra marathon like you really almost needed a crew right and most people weren't expecting that like there were some people who went there and it was their first marathon and the way it was advertised on the website was that it would be easier and he didn't get approval of the right course in time by the government so he moved it to this hard course that was like just 10 it was ten thousand feet overall of elevation gain and loss over you know 26 miles that's pretty (laughs) that's a lot (laughs) wow so 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 it's easy to stand there with your, your, your tourist gear on, right. taking a picture, like, hey, look, I'm at the Great Wall. Running the Great Wall is an actual different story. It, yes. Is what you're trying to tell me. It was, it was <laughs> indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was definitely um, not what I expected. That, so that's one thing that kind of stands out is like, you know, like, you know, like I was, I was over it, you know, like, you, you know, like. You know, like when you go hiking, you know, how many, how many mountains and pictures can you take? But, um, <laughs> but yes, I was over the wall, but, um, it was, it was amazing, you know, when I was there at first, but then I kind of got over it. Did and you have any places that surprised you when you ran? I mean, I mean, look, you're running a marathon through, uh, you, you're not just showing up and going to the airport and then some tourist shops. You're running through a city. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the marathon, the actual, um, well, I'm, 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 I was going to switch to, um, to Africa, to Kilimanjaro. I mean, okay. the marathon there was, um, you run through, I think it's uh, Mo- Moshi, you might run through Moshi or Arusha. It's one of the, it's basically the city in Tanzania where um, where uh, Kilimanjaro, the, the, where you go basically to to, to, to hike it. So you, right. you, that's kind of where you, your base is and then you drive to the mountain the next day. But um, you run through the city and so that's, I mean, that was, that was probably one of the biggest, uh, you know, cultural shocks I had when I was there okay. just because, you know, it's, 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 I had been to Chile before then. I ran through there, and so that that that's a bit of you know also a cultural shock. But this one, I think was more so because the you know you just have children who are you know living in these villages. Right. I mean the the the, ho- the homes were you know something right. that you wouldn't even see in some of the poorest towns in America. You know so right. so it was um it was really something to see these homes and and you know people coming out and trying to run with you and you know being very supportive like the locals, but right. you know also. They were, you know, the, the young kids would be like kind of asking for money to run with you. And it was, it was, it was, so it was just, I mean, it was a little bit of tearing at your heartstrings to some extent, but. Yeah, you know, that's funny. There's a lot of people don't understand when third world, 
like, no, there are places that don't have, like, electricity or phones or things like that. And or, like, running water. I yeah, mean, bathrooms. Yeah. Like, bathrooms. That was, yeah. <laughs> I think that this marathon was the one marathon I've ever run that did not have any out any porta potties along the course like not a one i was <laughs> trying to find a way to s- ask you that <laughs> you know because you know my wife runs uh you know the marathons and she was telling me that the or the half marathons anyway and she was telling me about her friends that run all these they they have no shame yeah i mean <laughs> i mean they will you know there's bushes you know and, and, and it's, there's bushes there's you know they do that what do you call it where you do oh the, snot rocket or whatever uh, yeah, or the farmer's blow or uh-huh. something like that, where you just like I'm motioning. That's where you. That's where you push like one nostril nostril in and just blow the other out. And while you're running, you just look behind you. <laughs> and it's like we, we are like uncouth, unwashed philistines. Is like when you start running, you're just like over it, you know. But it's like, mm. but you're telling me there was no. You know, that, that's porta potties. No. You know, in America, or, you know, somewhere else, they would you would complain about that. You know, you complain because there's too few. You know, there's a hundred outhouses on the course, and you know, think about the OC marathon. They have a lot, but still, there's congestion. Right. But just so you people complain, there's not enough. There's not enough. But this one, there was literally none. But you know, the nice thing about this, the races in cities, is that you can go into businesses. You know, like there's a there's a Starbucks running on the course. You go into the restroom, but. There was, you know, you're in out, you're in Tanzania, you're in a city that has nothing. No bathrooms anyway. Exactly. So okay. you, <laughs> anywhere. So basically, you know, I, I found a field when I had to go. I had to go at one point. I was, I was really like ultra marathoning. You know, like I just okay. um, used the green. Because <laughs> you know, I, you know, I didn't want you know to to dwell on the disgusting part, but that's kind of like when you go hiking and stuff like that. Yep. You're just like, oh, you just like. <laughs> when, you, when nature calls, yep. and that's that's what they do. I mean, that's so it's accepted there. So it's not wasn't really a big deal. But to me, it was kind of like, you know, I expected at least you know. And there's a lot of you know uh, foreigners, or, you know, Americans and other Westerners and from other parts of the world there. So you would expect they might have it. No, and it's a tour don't. company that puts it on, but. Nope. Well, that's part. That's part of living it. Yeah, I, I think so. They wanted you to have cultural immersion or something. So, yeah, but I mean, th- but they had water stations, aid stations. Okay. They got warm, and but they had, they had all that stuff there. So that was that was, and then I mean, that was uh, just beautiful because Kilimanjaro. You can see Kilimanjaro, of course, right. anywhere you are there. You can see it in the background. You can see the mountain, the peak, and. Were you telling yourself the whole time like I'm running on Kilimanjaro? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, like, tell me, is there some place where you go and like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. I'm, yeah, I'm like many places actually. Even, even, even you know, in the states, like you know, I've done Big Sur and some places that people don't. Now I was going to ask you about that because you know one thing I've mentioned before was that um, every place I've been in this planet, I mean, it could be like Fiji, it could be, uh, you know, the Sydney Opera House or the Panama Canal. There's always a German tourist next to me saying, "You've got to go to the Grand Canyon." <laughs> No, I am not kidding. You can go to the Louvre. You can go to, you know, Big Ben. You've There's a German. You've got to go to the Grand Canyon. No way. And I'm afraid to go there because there will be a bunch of Germans there. You know, like. <laughs> That's where they congregate, in other words. Yeah. You know, your, your journey is complete. You may now die. You know, it's like. So th- what did you see, like, a lot of when you were out there? I, well, I've actually never been to the Grand Canyon. Okay, that's what, okay I was going to segue to that. I'd love to be the... <laughs> I was going to segue to that, but before we it, get to... It's hugely on my bucket list. But yes, um, the Big Sur, you mean? Or? Well, what I was thinking was, is the, the segue is, is like, they keep telling me to go out here to see stuff in the States, which is weird because you travel overseas and you meet foreign 
foreign. Well, they're not foreign. They're they're natives <laughs> in their land. You're the right. foreigner who will tell you you've got to go see I this see. place okay. in your country that you never see because you're always coming oh, over yeah. here. Like so, um, you know, where have you seen in in the United States of America right here that like you have to go see. <laughs> because don't go, you know, before you go, you know, overseas, mm-hmm. oh, well. you know, go to the Grand Canyon, uh, go to our national parks. You know, well, that's the thing. There's Big so many Bin. places to explore. There's so many places to explore here that you don't realize. You know, I could, you know, you could never go overseas and you could see so many things. But, um, you know, recently, <laughs> this is not necessarily a place you have to go to, but I did go to the Ben and Jerry's factory in Vermont. That was the. There was, you go. You know, you go to, that's, you know, you go there and you, they, I went to Vermont and they said, you have to go here. That's where you have to go. You know, the locals told me that. So that's where I went. I went to there and I got to sample some ice cream. But I don't know if I'd go all the way to Vermont to see just that. But um, let's see here. Some places I've been. Um, of course, well, I never run a marathon in Yosemite. I mean, that's some place oh, that everyone has awesome. to. Yeah, you have to go there. You have to see that. Right? That's, that's California, though. Uh, yeah, but, right? but yeah. I don't know. But California's yeah. got a lot of stuff in it. It does. That's the thing. And that's one thing I want to do is I want to travel to basically every region in California and run marathons or half marathons. I did a, I did a half marathon in Mammoth recently. All right. I see that someplace you have to go see. Right. It's on your bucket list. I've seen it. Because you've already been to Fiji <laughs> and all these. So, yeah. So what hits you in the head as far as like, Wow. I've never, you know, like, Nebraska's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can, let's Nebraska's see a lot of corn, did, isn't it? I went to Omaha. I did there. Omaha, okay. You know, one thing I have done, which, I, I mean, I, this is like a sort of, once again, a nerd a nerd enjoyment, but I have seen all the presidential, the presidential libraries is my one thing. That's where wow. I go to, is I go to all the presidential libraries. So when I was first deciding which marathons to see, I went to presidential libraries, and um, there's actually only 13 of them. There's 13 presidential libraries. It starts with Hoover, I think. Wow. So not everyone has a presidential library. No, not not one run by the National Archives. So anyway, but yeah, so not everyone has one actually. Wow. But you have to go see. That's that's something I would say. It's kind of off the beaten path, but it's cool to go see. Like when you're in Boston, you go see JFK's library. Right, when right. you're in, I've never seen Clinton's, and I've never seen yeah. uh, Bush, the most recent Bush, right. Bush forty three. But I mean, that's something that I would say you kind of have to go. You kind of have to go see. I mean, what else did you learn? Like without trying. I mean, well, you just <laughs> random stuff you learn without. Dr- well, I mean, you're right. You do learn. You do learn geography. You do do learn how um, TSA works. That, that's something you learn without <laughs> trying. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to try that. You, I mean, you, you get a pretty hard, fast lesson in that. I mean, yeah. You, I guess traveling will teach you a lot of things. You kind of just have to dive into it. It's something that you have to experience to 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 really know. You can't read about it in a book. Like you have to really go places. I mean. You could go you, every state there or something. You know, like I mean, you think about you go to Seattle, you have to see the the needle, right? That's like the right. space. You know, you go to right. Vegas, you have to see the strip. I mean, these are things that the the races advertises things you get to run by and see. And so, I think to some extent, you you see these things and you get to experience them differently than you would experience them if you were, you know, if you were just touring them or if you're just right. walking by them. I, they're just like a different feeling because you're. You know, you're, you're in a different zone when you're running, and so you see them, and you see people, and people are clapping for you and cheering for you, and you're experiencing these things, and it's like this great emotional way of experiencing cities, and that's why I like to run when I travel. You know, that was one thing that uh, I had Dave Bowers in here, and we interviewed a friend of his who ran like 150 marathons, mm-hmm. except for he started at 51, and he ran his 150th when uh, about the time we interviewed him. Okay. So he was like 61 or something like that, and... Um, he was just telling me like uh, you, 
you, you learn that the you see the locals because they get out there and they support you and they clap and they're like good for you good for yes. you yes and it's kind of weird because like you go everywhere and everybody's like happy you mm-hmm. know you get to see the good part of humanity mm-hmm. you know what i mean you get to definitely like it doesn't matter what state you're in any of those 50 states everybody's like yeah awesome yeah yeah it's it is it is kind of weird because it's like you're in their you're like they're in their hometown you know it's like you run past their home you run past their homes and they're just out and they don't realize that you probably come from all over the you know world the country right. and it's like they're out there just cheering for you and it's just like they're sunday they're gonna go back in their home and, and live their day and this is where they live and they're kind of inviting they're opening up their neighborhood to you they're inviting you into their into their home and you know and their their streets and running through and you they, they want to be good ambassadors they, they might be from germany you know, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I have to, there are, well, I would guess because, you know, all the beer gardens I see on the course, like the Vermont Marathon, mile 23, they had a beer aid station. Okay. They had some, they had some, uh, you know, genuine Vermont beer there. And I, and I drank, uh, I drank a beer at mile 23 and. Who has the best beer? I mean, of, 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 I, I need to know this. You need to know. I'm I, more of a wine snob, but, okay. um, well, Vermont claims to have the best beer. Okay. That for, They for said the they marathons. have the best beer in the, oh, for the marathon, the yeah. post race. Who, who has the best food in the best, like, You know nosh. who, right, exactly. Everyone wonders about that. You know who, San Fran, now San Francisco is definitely a destination marathon because oh, you no run why. over the bridge. Yeah. You do run over the Golden Gate Bridge. But, um, I finished in six hours, which is a, not a bad time, right? Okay. It's not a bad time. Yeah. But they didn't have beer at the end, so I was so disappointed. Like they had just ran out of beer. I was. Yeah, I was you're in Foodie Town, <laughs> right? right? And, yeah. and they're not exactly. Yeah, they didn't have beer there, but they did have those Hawaiian. You know those Hawaiian sweet rolls? Yeah. Oh they were my giving gosh. out bags of those. So I'm guessing they were sponsored by them or something. It was just you get some random. But you know, oh, you know who had great food? Okay, this is my favorite All food right. recently, at least. This uh, San Luis Obispo Marathon, which is also very beautiful. Slow. Right. Slow marathon. It was early April. And at the finish line, they had just a whole Jamba Juice fest. Like, they had oatmeal, which is very rare at races. They had the hot oatmeal with, like, berries and stuff. It's so good. Smoothies. They had these delicious, like, chips. And they had a lot of good stuff you could take away as well. Good um, food. Good food. Really good food. And, uh... And so I was, I was in, they didn't have beer at that finish line, unfortunately. I think you could buy some, but they didn't have a beer garden. But right. the highlight for me is if they do have a free beer garden, because I will drink a beer after a race. You will drink a beer. Absolutely. For carbo-loading or whatever you need. To Reloading. Reloading, <laughs> whatever you need. Exactly. I will. And it's supposed that. to be a really good recovery drink, actually. Oh, you know what? Research this. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I don't have any peer-reviewed science. I don't <laughs> I don't really care. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, it's true. You just know it's true. That's why I like the Carlsbad 5000, because, you know, I, I I keep running into the crazies. It's another running group in there, and they uh, they don't drink, so they give me their coupons. I've had yeah. people do that to me. Exactly, yeah. that happened yeah. to me recently. And I forget what race, but yeah, someone gave me their their coupons, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Okay, what about the like? Let, let's go outside the, the the continental United States again. Who who has a good food out there? Well, I would not say Zurich because the wow. first one I read, <laughs> chocolate, you'd think. No, because you know what? Actually, and that's another thing you have to realize when you travel abroad is that standards are very different, especially okay. in Europe for races. All right. Like their cutoff when I ran the marathon was five hours. Wow. Right. Wow. Right. And I'm a, and now it's 530. I looked at the website recently, but I'm a five hour. I'm a, I did, you know, my PR is 445. And I'm a I'm a five hour marathoner, but I was back in, back in the wow. day. Now I'm more of a six hour marathoner. But um, but literally I was the last one on the course. They were chasing after me, telling me hurry, hurry, hurry on the course because I was I and I came in at five oh five, and the place was cleaned out like they were done. Wow. So not them. Let's see here. Um, were, were they doing it with a thick accent? They were saying 
yes, people were yelling. They, they were. I think it was German. There was a cop behind me on a motorcycle. And um, okay, but the uh, the the people were yelling hop hop pop or something like that. Okay, which and, I'm and guessing means go or something like that. Or okay, I don't know. I don't know. But yes, it was. There were there was definitely an accent in different languages that I was freaking. Yeah, but out. It sounded forceful. It was very <laughs> like you know. Zurich isn't that neutral after all. They're really good dog. Exactly, something like that. Okay, so <laughs> so there was no food there. Let's see here. Um, then um, Kilimanjaro had beer. They had a okay. pretty good post ra- post race party there. They had a beer. They had some genuine Kilimanjaro lager. Okay, that was pretty cool. I think I still have the can of a picture. Um, Australia? I don't recall that one. That's been a while. You had a Victoria Bitter? I, d- I actually, I think I toured the... Um, is what you had. I, I probably did. Or Guinness Stout. I don't think it was Guinness. It w- no, you had a Victoria Bitter is what you had. Oh. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, that's what you had. That's what I had. Because you were in Australia. I know what you were drinking. <laughs> you, you, I, I, yeah. That, okay. th- that's what they're famous for as well, right? Well, th- there's a thing in a, uh, if you travel like in the area, there's a little sphere of in- influence. you got to drink Victoria Bitter because you can't always drink the water. So, <laughs> no, and they drink like Victoria Bitter, like, you know, they get up in the morning and drink or stuff like that. It's I'm like pro- their water. I'm probably going to get someone call and go, you're so wrong. Okay, when I was there... <laughs> The people I knew <laughs> were drinking Victoria Bitter in the morning, but that's what they. But the Australians got good, good uh, stuff to drink there. I believe. Uh, no, really I know. So you're you're Most throwing down do. Victoria Bitter, and probably some. Uh, I just turned 21 back then too, so that was that was when oh, I was in Australia. Matter. So, but you was know 21 what? their drinking age? But I think it's younger. Yeah. Okay. So it wouldn't matter. Okay, so... I had lots of wine. Yeah, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Okay, they had, a, they had a nice Shiraz down there. Yes, I think that might have been my head. I don't remember. Okay, so what do you Just actually believe in your own Just memory kidding. that you had? <laughs> <laughs> you were telling me. Um, no, I, I, yeah, Australia, I did tour a beer company. That was pretty cool. I toured, they had, they, I did a tour of like, I don't I something like 4X or something. Is that the name of a beer company down there? I don't know. There's a beer know. company down there that I toured the company. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool. You know, you d- once again, you do random things that you wouldn't do in your own country right. that, right. you know, that the foreigners don't, that the people locals don't do there, but you do it because you think it's really cool. But right. Like I probably could do that here, but I didn't, but I did it there. So it's really cool. Um, let's see here. And then in Antarctica, actually, after the marathon, we went back into the Argentinian bunker. That was where we were staying with, with some Argentinians. Right, right. And we had some champagne, and we had some of their, you know, Antarctica food because... <laughs> Antarctica food. You know, because they like can't penguin? bring... penguin? <laughs> genuine penguin. Yeah. But, you know, they can't, bring, they can't bring down too many fresh delicacies. But, um, but yeah, that, so that's... Am I living out in any countries? I don't know. I don't know. China, I, I, China I, I just, was just so just so you know, uh, as a, as a disclaimer, we do know the seven continents. We just <laughs> <laughs> we kind of lost track. We a weren't writing bit. this we're, down. We're having there's so, someone we have some drinks in here. No, there, just a, no, no, that's a just so you know. It's a what is that? <laughs> this is a, a some free power drink that like we'll never accept again. <laughs> that's just, right. Just so you know, uh, this is for those getting off the couch. Uh, when you go to so- some of these runs, some of them are really big on giving you like free nosh, mm-hmm. like free Maybe. power bars and, and power drinks and stuff like that. Uh, some of them are pretty, and you'll walk away with like uh, like a what a grocery bag full of, of stuff, right? Depending on how slow you are, you can well you can clean them out at the end. <laughs> yeah, 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 you can really clean, but you will end up with a lot of free junk. Like, I never like, buy I, gels in my life. Yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> even on the course, I'll collect stuff. You know, like I collect gels and stuff on the course. And I don't use them, so I keep them. I have a bag. Are you, you know, a hoarder? Like if they went <laughs> over to your house, 
<laughs> okay, if no one's listening, I'm going to say no. If no one knows listening. Are your hallways filled with, I <laughs> with might need that for some, <laughs> in power bars. <laughs> and rappers, too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you never know when you might need a rapper. Yeah, you will end up like a, uh, uh, what do they call them, a prepper. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, if there's ever, when the apocalypse hits, yeah, we have, have the gels. I have and, enough energy for the world. Yeah, we, we yeah, you, you're going to sit there starving. We're going to be <laughs> drinking power drinks and, and right. gels and, and uh, the power bars. But don't forget wine. Yeah, we, I'm kidding. they don't give those away. So, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I find a way. I loot. No, actually, there is a marathon that I signed up for that gives it Santa Rosa Marathon. You get a free bottle of wine at the end. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Ah, man, I'm signing up for the wrong ones. I uh, think so. Okay, so uh, th- throw some other places at me that you... Great Britain. You went. I mean, you ran there. How about the... Fo- I did, uh, they're the they're Great not famous Wall. for food. Oh, I'm sorry. The Great Wall, you mean? We'll go back to the Great Wall for you. Uh-huh. Okay. They're not famous for food because they had no food on the course and they had no food at the end. I mean, it was it was sad there. <laughs> did you I, wonder, I know like, have you, are you sure that you're a marathon, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> did I, promoter? I wonder you know? if I caught the wrong bus. Yeah, yeah, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, th- I mean, they, they, they were, they were good people and they tried, but like I said, it was just different. They didn't, um, they didn't understand that, you know, we need more than water. They, they didn't even, it, anyway, they had energy gels. Um, I'm sorry, they didn't even have energy gels. They had, they were supposed to have energy drink and they also didn't have that. It was it was bad. So, but so you never one, run the Great Wall <laughs> again. You know what though? They're trying to make changes. See, because there's a lady, an American, who's kind of trying to come over and take and take over and help out, and so she's trying to make it better. Okay. But that okay. was a bad year, and everyone who was there knows it. So there's okay. no denying it. Okay. <laughs> we've we've had a few of those here. We, we've had a few of those here. We oh yeah well yeah definitely I mean I've you know when the more races you run the more you're likely to run to it I mean like Vegas Vegas had a meltdown a couple of years ago you might remember the rock and roll 2012 no, remember no what? I, I wasn't well remember the um the water was bad I did not know they should have been drinking Victoria Bitter that probably would have saved them actually that probably would have saved them alcohol plus it kills everything yeah so <laughs> so what happened. Oh, just um, they uh, the water on the course was making people sick. Like people were actually having really bad gastro- gastrointestinal issues. Apparently, at the wow. end, this was 2011. I did 2012. Okay, they cleaned that. They cleaned their act up. Maybe they really should have drank the uh, Victoria Bitter. Well, there's lots of stuff to drink in Vegas on yeah. the Strip, right? Yeah. By the <laughs> way, I'm not kidding. If you read the book, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Sex lives, Sex lives of cannibals. The guy was talking about like a uh, Tarawa, and uh, how without Vic- Victoria Bitter. You know, <laughs> they can't drink because you don't drink the water. You, you drink beer because you know the beer has been through a process and oh, stuff that like sense. that. Yeah, so it's like, like I, I can't see myself drinking. You know, some of these places is like here's water, and I'm thinking like, no, thank you. I mean, do you no. have you know, so well, learn to drink with beer or something like that, or, <laughs> or, or run with beer? Or <laughs> Generally, you'd think in the U.S., but apparently not there. But I did run in. Uh, I ran in Tijuana in 2011. I did a half marathon down there. Okay, how'd that work out? <laughs> right uh well basically they hand you water in little plastic baggies that are like what are like sealed okay so you trust that you trust so that you to trust, be okay mostly anything in, in a sealed plastic bag <laughs> is trusty yes as long as it's clear you don't want it to be <laughs> okay as long as it's clear okay yeah and then um but uh you know you would think that uh, maybe down in mexico and then afterwards you know you go and have a have a brunch and have your have your tequila and your, your oh, see that was good food down there right it was well yeah it was okay. good it was my first time in mexico and um Okay. It's pretty pretty cool experience. I just went down there that morning and did the half, and then uh, got my uh, got got our got our lunch. I went with a friend, and we got our lunch, and then we left. That was that was pretty cool. Now, who it's, had who had the ultimate uh, architecture? Architecture, like you're running around going, "Wow, that's beautiful." I mean, I could see all of Europe. 
mm-hmm. Italy, some of those places. Uh huh. Well, um, I wish I'd run in Italy. I've seen. I've you never. I've been to Italy. That was where I went on my Zurich trip. But I, I and I ran. I think a little myself. But okay. I didn't. I didn't actually um, see. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Uh, you mean abroad or in the in the states? Just anywhere. In anywhere. Um, you know, the ones that. I, I'm not, I can't say I'm a big architecture person. I'm more of like, you know, one of the ultra people. I mean, okay. what, what's really stood out to me is like Tahoe. I did the Tahoe Triple. And I mean, okay. these are na- these are nature, but it's, you know, oh, you it's like, God's architecture. Oh, you, <laughs> oh, oh, you like seeing the, uh, the, the, the birds and the... And the, the beast. I did one in Catalina. I've done one in Catalina. is a place that you see. So I'd say, you know, these outdoor ones are the ones that really stand out to me. Okay. So, okay. I mean, Tahoe, you see, the, the Tahoe Triple was a three-day race all around Lake Tahoe. So Tahoe is like 72 miles around trip, right? Right. So each day you run 26 miles around Tahoe wow. for three days and you do the whole lake. But um, Emerald Bay, you know, there in Tahoe is really, is really gorgeous. Amazing. I'm familiar views. with it. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. I loved it. The, oh, so... This, the geography is like you're running at very different different places. Mm-hmm. How do you train? I mean, like we're talking uh, the the altitude mm-hmm. differences. When you say like Lake mm-hmm. Tahoe and yeah, you're you, running Antarctica. The shirt I'm wearing high, is for low. Pikes Peak, which is a marathon in yeah. Colorado. You start at seven thousand, you go up to fourteen thousand. So you know you and then Kilimanjaro, of course, is nineteen thousand. You don't really run there, but um, but uh, y- you know how I train. Actually, at one point, I trained for Pike's Peak by buying a like a one of those MMA masks. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, and you have that little disc that yep. cuts down. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a gas mask. Like they say, they say you don't pay you know this much for and buy them in a you know a military shop like a Israeli style gas mask. I don't know, but um, or breathe was, through your nose, just run, <laughs> run. <laughs> yeah, like, but I I would wear that and run around actually around here on UCI and it, people look at me funny. How do you train for such dis- desperate you know disparate what what you know the Disparate. Disparate. Might be the word. Yes. Different. Uh, you know, as long as you just, you <laughs> wing in a prayer. I mean, I you train as much as you can, and then you just believe you're going to, it's going to work. And, you know, I mean, when you're, I guess maybe when you're young enough, you you are just a little more gullible, and you believe it's going to work. But so far, it's oh, worked. Oh, it helps to be stupid to say, like, I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's blind faith. Yeah, it was, okay, that's what it is. <laughs> Like your kindergarten teacher says, you can do anything. It's like, yes, I can. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I will go in over my head. I will go run and so you, so you had no problem training for like high, low. I sign up hot, for the. Cold. I, I want to do them and I sign up for them and I say I'm going to do them and uh, you know then I look at the course map and I maybe get a little scared but then I. Yeah, you just I mean uh, I'll I'll do my regular you know training, go and do your speed work or you do whatever, but. There's only so much you can do. You just gotta, you know. It's also mental. You gotta kind of in your mind right. say it's gonna happen, and I'm gonna make it happen. And so, so was a voice inside your head. Do you prepare for the worst and plan for the best, or or, know, or hope for the best? Or what's yeah, the voice yeah, in your I, head I always hope you? for the best, okay. and I think I always, I always plan for the best too. I mean, I just, I always go there thinking I'm gonna finish. I know I can finish. Okay. And um, you know, unless barring something terrible, barring you know an injury or or you know who knows what else, you know, an right. attack by a buffalo or something like you know this is i'm gonna finish that would be weird in antarctica in antarctica it, would be weird yeah but on in catalina they have bison right i got bison you see you're getting smarter you know <laughs> you know words and stuff big words big and, words and, and capitals so not about capital so so you can really hmm no, actually, I don't think like for instance You've new york places new york washington these places will throw you off on what the capitals are 
Yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, God, I'm so tired. I can't think of the capitals for that. Uh, well, I know the capital. That's another one of my hobbies is visiting the capitals. But I'm you so know, Washington. I'm no so one, tired. no one ever gets Washington. Okay. I'm not even I'll trying to get Washington. I can't right tell now. you my middle name right now. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> I've been training MMA, and I'm just stupid without the oxygen and glycogen and stuff like that. You've so. been. Well, I like can't tell you my middle name. It's like you're wearing one of those masks. Yeah. So Not enough it's oxygen. New York starts with an A. Uh, Albany. Albany. I was thinking Abilene for some reason. That's in that's in Kansas. Yeah. And and yeah. So there's marathons there. And then so uh, the you train for all these different ones, and the voice in your head says, "I'm gonna finish it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Just show up." Mm-hmm. How long did it take for that to happen? How many how many times did you have to run before? You know, you just had the, the the history behind you to know that, hey, I, I can make it. confidence and the yeah, assurance. Yeah, I made it, yeah. You know, I think after, uh, you know, when I went into the first marathon, I was like, I just want to see how this feels. I want to see if it's as hard as everyone says it is. Right. At Surf City. And it, it wasn't. It was, I mean, it was, I left happy and I was ready to do the next one. And I think after that, I kind of just knew that I could face whatever came my way. I mean, I knew if I just kept right. going. I knew I had the endurance. and. It didn't take it didn't take too long. I think it was. I think you also come with your your general world belief, right? Your right. worldview, which is just you know you're approaching the happy go lucky, and even if even if the best case scenario doesn't happen that you hope right. for, life goes on. So I mean, you just yeah, you fail. It's like a uh, you fail, and it's like you wake up the next yeah. day, and everything works you, out. You yeah. get a new goal, or you get up and try the same goal again. And you you know you. Well, that's kind of weird because we're talking about 100 marathons, but. The geography alone makes it so it's not just another marathon. The next one, the next one, makes it so you're doing something very new. Absolutely, that's it. Definitely, that's how I that's how I keep my focus. Cause otherwise, I go a little crazier, crazier. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is like it's like a new adventure every time. And I mean, that's that's one of the reasons that I wanted to do it. And I want to, you know, I have a hundred hundred more I want to do. And, and each time you finish, it's like a, you know, it's like a, the last time, you know, is done. Mm-hmm. Now you're doing, you know, now it's what you're doing here. Right. That matters. It's definitely a very, um, you know, conditioned response that you get. This is like a reward every time you finish. It's like this new medal and this right. new adventure, this new place you've seen in some places. Because for me, I would wear like my last marathon shirt that says, I finished this one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So everyone knows did you tell you're them, a finisher. Did you tell them that, them that in Zurich? You're like, hey, just so you know, I ran the, the San Francisco marathon. <laughs> I should have told them that, right? I ran the San Francisco and the New York That's and right. the Boston and the... I'm an American, dang yeah, it. Yeah, I ran these marathons. <laughs> I am a marathon runner. <laughs> yeah, I will. Sometimes I wear my flag shorts. My American flag shorts. Yeah, okay. So people and then <laughs> so people know I, you know, well, they don't really know I'm a marathon runner that way. They probably think I'm not. They probably think I'm just a big dummy. But <laughs> I wear these cotton flag shorts. That's what I do whenever I run a new state. So which ones are you proud that you finished? Like it wasn't supposed to happen, but it well, happened. Well, Pikes Peak was probably the biggest question mark. Really? The Yeah, but just because that one is, I mean, it's known as America's, it's known as America's most challenging marathon. And, uh, really? Be, well, because of the dif- difficulty of it, because, you know, you start at, it's like so 7,000, you go up to 14,000, which in itself is not easy. Okay. You know, going up that high that quickly, and then you run back down, but it's got kind of strict time cutoffs. Okay. And so that was the one I wasn't sure, you know, when I went there. So that was the one that, you know, if you right. finish that one, you know, you're pretty tough. And there's a couple ultras that I've done that are, um, you know, those are the main question marks just because, you know, there's always a, a time restriction on those ones. So right. get, you get lost once. 
And when you're so like me, you might never find your way back in time or, (laughs) you know, or just the terrain, you know, you never know what to expect. Yeah. Not every one of those is like marked so well. So you're just like running in the, I really seriously hope. (laughs) I'm going the right way. Yeah. Because I have not seen anyone for like a while. And that can happen because, you know, you can't always get aid stations right there. So sometimes you go five miles without aid and I always carry my my little backpack but yeah the first time I did an ultra I did a 35 miler when I was up in Santa Barbara and um I vowed to never do marath- an ultra marathon ever again because I got so lost it took me 15 and a half hours just to do that course right it was a super hard course it was one of the hardest ultras you know in terms of like a um you know it's a 35 miler but it was you know similar to a 50 miler in its difficulty and it was so poorly marked and I just I just vowed to never ever do a mar- an ultra again right and I didn't for a few years until I wanted to train for Pikes Peak. But yeah, you know, sometimes you just you're just somewhere and you're like, you're like I don't know if I'm going the right way. And I don't know if I'm going to get eaten by an animal or what's going to happen. Or a penguin, you know? or yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> a penguin attack in Santa Barbara is quite common, actually. Uh, yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> no, the, the okay, you know, that's kind of weird. It's like you're running out there and you don't know what a bad animal is. You don't know the like the predators from just like you know. Mm. So you end up running from like you know rabbits and and, and ducklings <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, well. You know, El Moro, all these places in here, they have races, and there's, like, little bobcats and mountain lions even. Oh, those weren't hurt. You just, yeah. You um, just make a big, big I'm, face. I'm afraid of the uh, field, I think it's Army Field Survival Manual 109. It's something like, uh, beware of the uh, vicious platypus. <laughs> yeah, you look it up, the vicious platypus. Once again, yeah, in common case species. In case you're shot down over, I don't know, you know, suburban, Aust- you know, Sydney or something. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, so you got to watch out for that. So you do. It's good to know. It's good to know you're a dangerous species in each terrain. Yeah, so you do got to watch it out for it. And yeah, yeah, that w- that will kill you. Is like, thank you very much. So <laughs> I, g- I got to know. Um, Run with your gun. I got to know uh, the shirt you have, right? right. And the the tech wear. Which which races have the good swag? The the good tech wear. The good shirts. The good shirts. The best shirts. Well, you know, nowadays the the races are much better. They have tech tees. Almost all races have tech tees. Right. Um. But I have so many T-shirts. Um, well, one race, that, I mean, when I think about race that doesn't have a tech tee, uh, Malibu Marathon is actually pretty cool. It gives you a ta- beach towel when you finish. That's pretty that, cool. That's good. Yeah. That is good. It's different than most marathons. Um, uh, you know, uh, San Francisco this year, they gave out, like, these super tiny. Everyone was complaining how tiny the shirts were. Okay. So I think it just depends on the on the company. Um, you know, at San, San Luis Obispo gave out a pretty good shirt. They had a green shirt. They, they, they It just it depends on the year and the, and the manufacturer, I think. Big Sur okay. has some good shirts, actually. Okay. Tahoe, all these really races that I seem to like, the races, I like their tech tees, too. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it's funny how that works, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> what, that, that's what I'm trying to say is some of them, like, really tried, you know? It's like, hey, that's a really good design. Some of them really try. And some of the ultra marathons, actually, I think they make an effort to be the most outrageous. Like, okay. ultra, ultra runners are eccentric people. Like, marathoners right. can be eccentric, but ultra runners, like, have a certain pride in being the most eccentric. Okay. And so ultra races have the ugliest T-shirts, in my opinion. Like, you'll get some bright colors that just have some funky designs. And right. you're just like, what were they thinking? But, you know, then you get the bigger city races. Okay. They're nice. They okay. have nicer ones. Now, have you ever seen a shirt on someone? You go like, wow, I never thought I'd see that guy like here. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that's you see him at the at the races. Um, you see uh, races that you've run and you're like, wow, I can't believe there's another person actually out there who, who did that race and you still, still, still has that T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's kind of like. <laughs> 
out of the, out of the way. Like I've done some races in like White River, Arkansas, right? And this is like you know yeah. random mm-hmm. middle of nowhere place. Yeah. And like and then you'll but then you'll see them like you know maybe a few marathons later. And you're like, oh, you were there too, huh? Very cool. Now you're here. Hmm. I, I was random. At, I was at the where was it? I saw a guy with the Pompeii T-shirt. Pompeii. No one knows what Pompeii is. Everybody, if you I can mean, hear it, look it up. You'll be like, wow, I never heard of that spelled place. Spelled like it sounds. Pon- yeah, Pompeii. P-O-H-N-P-E-I. P-E-A. never heard yeah, of look it. it. It's like, wow. Weird. Th- th- there's like two people on this planet that have ever, ever heard of it. And there he was with this T-shirt. And I was like, so I could see that with this. You know, like you're running and you go, wow, that guy ran that race. Right. But, but, don't, <laughs> but here's my point. Don't you get like... Uh, this the sense of like respect for the guy, you, you know, he ran that race. And then you also see like ran. And then what also is weird is that I'll come to someone if I see them wearing a t-shirt and like I'll, I'll instantly like know who like I'll have like this familiar sense of deja vu because I've seen the t-shirt. I'm like, and at first you can't place it, you know. Right. And this happens sometimes with like local races. Like you'll see a lot of OC marathon surf right. race shirts a million, around billion here. Million of them, I got them all. Yeah, and so you see you see people with that, and I mean. There's a weird sense of deja vu of like, I can't believe that person was, you know, I mean, you, you feel like you know the person and right, at first you're right. like, you don't really know why. And then you're like, oh, I know why. It's that t-shirt, it's you that know, shirt. and so it's a, it makes you an instant friend. That's kind of cool. It That's, is. It's kind of cool. I, I feel like a, a sense of camaraderie when I'm on the bikeway and I see someone wearing a shirt of a race that I did. And yeah, I exactly. pretty good with that. Yeah. You're like, you're like, oh, wow, you were there too. You went through it too. Or, you know, yeah. or maybe they, you know, maybe they bought it at the expo. I don't know. Now, do you have some? Hopefully yeah, not. That's not right. I don't think so. Do you have any that you take especially good care of because it, that shirt means so much to you? Basically, the ultra marathons and the and the and the marathon. I mean, the the harder marathons because those are the ones that, you know, people see them. and They're like, wow, I, you know, that that's a hard race to do. Way to go, you know. Right. And so this one, this is my Pikes Peak Marathon. This is yeah, my yeah. pride and joy here. There she is wearing it in, on a, a nice hot day. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, what, the, the, what is she doing? These are like super long. Yeah, I was, was like, like, you hot. must really love that shirt. I've worn this, I ha- <laughs> I, I've worn this shirt like on rainy runs, yeah. and it's like, this shirt is not for rain. This is not a very ter- terribly great tech tee, so. Okay, just so, you know, just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's like saying, this is my favorite sweater. <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle of July. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's my favorite sweater. <laughs> like my security t-shirt. <laughs> so anyway, we got to wrap it up. Do you have anything you want to end with? Anything you want to say? You know, just that uh, I think that marathons or even even shorter distance runs, you know, if you set a goal for yourself, that that's a great way to kind of get out and see things and kind of have adventures. So look for these random things that will get you to explore different places. And I think that that's a, a really cool way to stay active and see new things as well. And get off the couch. That's a good thing to do. Well, thank you very much, Marina White. Thank you, Paul. And nice uh, to be here. And, uh, yeah, thanks here. And what was, again, the youngest female... Yes, to run a hundred marathons. hundred marathons. That's right. At twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six point two, something like that. And this has been Paul Osgood with Off the Couch. For those of you sitting on the fence about getting off the couch, again, we're on eighty eight point nine FM KUCI in Irvine.